the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Some people ask questions from the Bible Live leaders. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Very little applause. <laughs> Good evening, John. Good evening. Uh, glad to see you in the building. And this is Soapy Dollar. We are ready for the Bible Live broadcast. And Stacy is not here this evening. She's getting a well-deserved little rest and some special things going on. We'll tell you about her, her and her life uh, this uh, next week. We'll get into that when she's here and let her explain herself. She got some explaining to do. Anyway, we are going to make our way, continue our way through the book of First Chronicles. Uh, we've started the the two books of First and Second Chronicles. We ended the um, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, the book of Acts, and we are going back to pick up First and Second Chronicles. Then we'll come up and pick up, go back to the New Testament and pick up the great, great book of Romans, uh, the Epistle letter that Paul wrote to the Romans, and boy, that's going to be a treat. It always is every year as we make our way through the Bible, and that's what we do here. Just in case you're tuning in for the first time and you're wondering, what is this Bible Live thing here? It's not the Bible Alive. Uh, it's, uh, it's not the Bible Life, L-I-F, as in Frank E., it's The Bible Live, as in Saturday Night Live, sort of. The, my, my wife, Suzanne, came up with the name many, many years ago. Uh, we have been on the air now with The Bible Live broadcast 20 years. Can you believe that? 20 years we've been making our way through the Bible every single year. Uh, in the beginning, we actually had a Monday through Friday program, uh, Monday uh, through Friday, each evening, we would have, uh, at first it was an hour, then we went to 30 minutes, but it was a, a program where we let you hear the scriptures here on the airwaves. Uh, I have read and recorded a beautiful, flawless reading, if I say so myself, thanks to the miracle of editing, of course, but the flawless reading of the New Living Translation of the Bible, from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of the Revelation in the New Testament, all 66 books, every verse, every chapter, every book of the Bible. We read all the way through. And then we have a reading schedule that is just very creative and has worked out beautifully as we read 
uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and then the book of Matthew, then Numbers and Deuteronomy, then the book of Mark. We just kind of alternate back and forth between, between the Old and New Testaments, and we read clearly all the way through. Now, we did that on the airwaves Monday through Friday up until, whew, what was it, six or eight years ago, I guess we... Uh, yeah, we switched and moved those to not what him that long ago, I guess. Yeah, we moved the the reading program to the internet, and so you can go now to thebiblelive.com, dot com, thebiblelive dot com, and you can still read that that same schedule it is there for you to look at and to know if you want to read through on the schedule with us. Uh, it's right there. You just click on the you go to your phone or your computer whatever uh, whatever apparatus you use to to browse or to get online then you go and you get our podcast where we read through the entire bible and it's got the schedule there and you can read through it with us together or you can go back and pick up any any reading you want any particular book you want and hear those readings now if you follow through with us what's going to happen is uh, on Sunday evenings now here on the radio, we review the readings from the past week. In other words, this past week we read Psalm 78, 79, and 80, three books of the three chapters of the Psalms. And then we picked up in chapter 5 of the book of First Chronicles, and we read through chapter 24. So this week, this past week, uh, was dedicated to reading uh, chapters 5 through 19 chapters from the book of First Chronicles. We have introduced the book last Sunday night. Stacy is here with me, and we introduced the book of First Chronicles, telling you a little bit about it, the, the dating, the history, the author who wrote it, what it was all about, what the general theme is. I can repeat a bit of that this evening, uh, but we're going to get right on into the book as well. And I'm going to be giving away uh, this evening a beautiful copy of the New Living Translation Study Bible by Tyndale House Publishers. Tyndale Publishers has uh, gifted us with uh, some, these are, it's a great study Bible with tremendous maps, commentaries. Uh, It's very, very, a lot of of, um, references, uh, verse references from one passage to the other. It's just very, very helpful study. Uh, study Bible for you or for someone you love. You can you can get it. You can win it this evening uh, on the program, and then of course you can give it to uh, that college student headed off for college or uh, someone special to you that you want to share the scriptures with. So uh, we got that. We're going to be giving that tonight. So you want to take down the phone number two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five two ten three four zero nine five eight five i'll try to give that number frequently so that you can give a call and win uh this beautiful copy of the new living translation bible tonight now what i'm going to do is we're making our way through the books of first and second chronicles and um i'll give you a tiny review here not as as um uh not as complete as last week's but the the book of books of first and second chronicles are Unlike the books of First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings, the books of First and Second Chronicles are a selected history. Now, uh, Samuel and the Kings are selected in a, in a way. In other words, it is a a history of the uh, of the 
tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, once they have gotten into the promised land, uh, they have uh, their tribal uh, allotments are pointed out to them by Moses, and they get there and they begin to live in the promised land for the time of the judges. It's about a 350-year period uh, without a king, without a central government, uh, just each tribe uh, basically, like states' rights, each tribe existed and ran its own affairs. But when something happened uh, on a bigger scale, something that threatened all of the tribes, they would come together. Uh, God would raise up what, what we call judges, and these would be, they're in, in a sense, heroes or, or, or leaders that were raised up. Now, don't get the idea that they are all great, wonderful men of God and women. Uh, one woman, by the way, Deborah, one woman, a female judge, but uh, they were raised up in a, in a particular time of difficulty, a time of stress, uh, when, let's say, uh, the Moabites or the Philistines or someone were threatening and and maybe um, uh, uh, lording it over all of them and you know taking a tribute or stealing their crops and uh, that sort of thing, and and uh, they were suffering under the um, the dictatorship of these other groups, well, then God would raise up a leader. What would happen is they would repent. They would, all during the time of difficulty, they would realize they need God and they've wandered away from God. So they would cry out to the Lord and, and God would raise up a hero or, or a leader. Now, they weren't always uh, knights in shining armor either. They were sometimes... Um, they were sometimes themselves quite needy and quite weak. You, you take remember the last of the twelve, um, the last of the twelve tribes was a man named Samson. Remember, and he had his problems. Samson was very rebellious. He's not respectful of his parents. Didn't value his own heritage and legacy as as a part of Israel. Uh, this this select people group that God chose to work in and through and with, uh, and to to. Uh, in, for them to be a people that would keep alive in the world of that of those centuries, keep alive the vision and the witness of the one true and living God, the Creator uh, of all, and uh, they were to keep, they were to remain faithful to God themselves, and then they were to influence the uh, pagan, idolatrous, corrupt, wicked people groups that surrounded them and they were very they were located right in the middle of what we call the middle east today but it's been the the epicenter of uh, that era there was egypt to the south there was aram the aramean empire with their capital in damascus and then uh, there was nineveh and the assyrian capital of the assyrians the great city of uh, nineveh and then of course there was babylon uh, under Nebuchadnezzar, and then later on the Medo-Persians conquered them, and then the Persians conquered them, and then it was Alexander the Great who conquered them before Alexander was uh, killed at age 33, died, and in, in the Roman Empire came up out of the ruins, out of the remains of the ashes of the Greek Empire. So there's a little bit of world history for you. But we're, we're talking, the, the Chronicles was... Uh, during the time of Nebuchadnezzar, he destroyed the city of Jerusalem in 586 B.C., 586 years before Christ. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem, 
and scattered the people of Israel uh, all across the civilized world of that era. And that was the 70 years of exile that were that were these 70 years uh, the 70-year period was prophesied by Jeremiah and others because they had failed in their calling to obey God and trust God and be a shining light for God and and God had told them all the way back early in the even in Leviticus back into the time of Solomon God had said you know if if you become so wicked instead instead of influence the people groups around them they became influenced by the groups around them. They became more and more like the corrupt, wicked, perverse people uh, that surrounded them uh, with with child sacrifices and false gods and idolatry of all kinds and, uh, and immorality of all kinds, uh, not caring for the poor, not not following God's laws and, 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 at all. And so they would be judged, and then this judge would rise and, and deliver them. And then finally, at the end of the time of the judges, uh, they cried out for a king. They wanted to be like the other people, groups, or nations around them. And uh, Samuel warned them against it, but uh, they went along uh, with it. God uh, told Samuel to anoint Saul to be the first king of Israel. And that was in, if I remember correctly, 1050, 1050 B.C. And Saul became the first king of Israel. Then in uh, 1010 B.C., Saul uh, died, remember, uh, committing suicide, killed in a battle with the Philistines uh, with his sons. And then David became the second king of Israel, 1010 to uh, 970. And then after David came Solomon, his son, by with uh, um, Bathsheba, and Solomon became the king from 970 to 930, uh, 1050, 10, 10. See, those are 40-year periods, each these first three kings. And then in 930, when Solomon uh, died, his son uh, became king, the first uh, king, uh, the next king of, of the combined uh, tribes of Israel. Then what happened, of course, you remember, he uh, he insisted on raising taxes on the people and uh when they kind of pled with him not to, Solomon had driven the the nation from the, the golden era and the golden age of, of Israel under David. Uh, Solomon's building programs and his many thousand wives and all of the temples and palaces he built for them, uh, it, it, uh, it drove the nation deep into debt. And uh, they begged his son to uh, lower the taxes, to take it easy, he would not do it, and so they divided. The ten tribes in the north broke away, and they became what we call what are called Israel. And the two tribes in the south, Benjamin and, uh, uh, come on, John, help me out here. My mind just went uh, drew a blank. Uh, the tribe, uh, line of the tribe of Judah, Judah. <laughs> there you go, Judah and Benjamin in the south, and so then that that went through uh, uh, 300 and something years of, of the, in the books of the kings, the history. Now, First and Second Samuel had to do with Samuel's story. It had to do with, the, uh, with Saul, uh, Saul, the first king, and it had to do with David. Uh, Samuel also uh, anointed David to be the next king after Saul. Then we got into the books of the kings with uh, 
David and then Solomon and then uh, his son and then uh, the dividing of the kingdom. So those are the kings of both Judah and and um, Israel in the north. Twenty-two kings reigning in both uh, both parts both uh, parts of Israel, the northern tribes and the southern. Twenty-two kings reigned in each of them. Uh, Israel in the north only lasted till 722 B.C. and then uh, about 140 years later. Uh, Judah also fell to, as I mentioned, the Babylonians. Uh, uh, Israel in the north was defeated in 722 B.C. by uh, uh, the the Assyrians under, um, uh, man, I used to know his name even. It's a little bit hard to pronounce the name, but I'll I'll get it maybe in a bit. Uh, Anyway, they were destroyed, and the northern tribes were dispersed were taken into exile, and they never returned, never to uh, reunite as the northern tribes. They they were scattered, what are called the ten lost tribes. Many uh, uh, referred to them as that. And then uh, 135, 140 years later, the uh, Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem, and uh, the southern tribe, Judah and Benjamin, were taken into exile, and you remember that Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, uh, that's Daniel. They were taken. This was, uh, remember, Jeremiah kept warning them and warning them that, that they were going to be taken into exile for 70 years. And in 586, it happened. The, the, the capital city was destroyed. In 515, 70 years later, uh, it was Cyrus the Great who allowed them to go back to return. Uh, in fact, he read uh, Daniel probably influenced him, and he read the prophecy that was given some hundreds of years before that a man named Cyrus would allow them to return, and so he decided to fulfill the prophecy, and Cyrus then did indeed allow them to return. That's the seventy-year period from 586 to 515 BC, and then uh, what? The reason I'm giving you this history is to give you the the reason we have the books of First and Second Chronicles. Remember Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah was one who helped was one of the leaders who helped bring uh, about something like six to eight thousand six or eight thousand uh, men and women who made the nine hundred mile journey, seven to nine hundred mile journey back across the Fertile Crescent and down back into uh, Israel to return, to rebuild the walls. Uh, uh, Nehemiah helped them rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. And then Ezra uh, and others helped supervise the rebuilding of the temple. And in 515 is when the the altar at at the temple was completed. And so that's where they date the time of the 70-year exile. Now, Ezra was a a scholar, uh, a scribe, and he is the one who put together this selected history called the Chronicles. They were divided into two books, First and Second Chronicles, when these books were translated from Hebrew in uh, 350 B.C., if I remember correctly. Uh, th- there was a, the Septuagint was created, a translation into Greek of the Hebrew Scriptures. And at that time, um, if I remember correctly, yeah, the book was divided. The book of First and Second Chronicles was just simply one book, the Chronicles, but they divided the uh, Samuel and the Kings and the Chronicles into two 
uh, sections each, and we have First and Second Chronicles. Um, so that's where we got the book. It's a selected history based on reminding the people of Israel, the reminding these exiles now, these are all next-generation people. These were men and women who were born and raised in exile over in Babylon. And so they didn't know uh, Jerusalem. They didn't know the temple. They didn't know, uh, perhaps there was so much of their history and their heritage and their legacy uh, that they did not know about. Yes, they kind of had hearsay and so on, but not no in-depth knowledge of their their history, their background, their as a people group, and their identity, particularly and especially their identity as the people of God, called by God to to bear His name and to bear witness to Him to the other nations around them, uh, in the way they lived, in the way they worshipped the true and living God, in the way uh, they treated each other and others. So they were to be a witness. And so um, so Ezra wrote the books of Chronicles to go back and give them a, a, a reminder of who they are. Now, they started out the whole book with a long list of, of genealogies, uh, and, and we'll talk about those in just a moment, the first two chapters. Uh, and there are other genealogies in the book as well. And these genealogies, sometimes people get really bored with genealogies, they think, oh, wow, all these names and so on, and they have very important functions. Uh, and, and and I won't go through all of them, but two things you could see easily is, if 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 uh, Ezra is trying to remind them of their history and their heritage as the people of God, it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve with the choosing of God, uh, you know, the God creating the human beings and in their 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 fathers and forefathers that came down through the centuries, and, it, and then it comes. Finally, to to Abraham in chapter eleven uh, of um, Genesis, and then Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and then you have the story of, of uh, Joseph, uh, Jacob. The the tribes of Israel go down into Egypt for four hundred years. Uh, they they are delivered uh, down there. They they are first go down as invited guests because remember Joseph was down there, and and God used him to protect the people of Israel as they went down. But eventually they became just a great mob of slaves in in Israel, in Egypt, for 400 years. And then Moses was called to bring them out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. And so, you know, on there, that's, that's kind of just as we walk through the Hebrew Scriptures. Now, the opening chapters of the Chronicles start off with uh, a... a genealogies of the descendants starting even with Adam you have Seth and Enosh and Kenan and Mahalalel uh, Jared Enoch Methuselah Lamech and Noah and then of course the flood the sons of Noah Shem Ham and Japheth that's just uh, verses 1 through 3 and so he just kind of continues on through now these people are a walking history if you recognize these names you'll begin to kind of get these names, these major, at least these major characters, and you'll be able to kind of walk through the history of the people of Israel all through this time of uh, the conquest when, jo- uh, when um, Aaron, uh, not Aaron, um, Joshua takes them into the promised land, 25 years of battle to conquer the, the promised land, to... to uh, take it you know the different tribes and their allotments of land and then uh, of course 
as I mentioned, you went into the time of the judges. So uh, if you follow these names of these people, it's going to kind of, and that's what I think I hope you can do as you go through the Old Testament. These names should help you kind of review the stories of the Old Testament. So what we're going to do tonight is I'm going to cover these chapters 5 through 24. I'm going to ask you some questions about them and point out some things about them that should help you hopefully review what we read this past week and kind of remember some of the main events from the book of First Chronicles. Now, remember that First and Second Chronicles are a selected history. They are not a total history of both, even of both uh, Israel and Judah in the south. Uh, the book of Chronicles, Ezra only emphasizes, he only covers and and lists the kings of Judah in the south. These are the are the, the the descendants of David. Of course, you have uh, Saul and and uh, David, and then Solomon, and so he picked David. Only the tribes of David, because the, these are the Davidic covenant that God made. Is that one of His sons, uh, one of His uh, legacy, His descendants, would sit on the throne forever? And that's why it's so important that we know that Jesus of Nazareth was a descendant on both sides of his family, Joseph and Mary. In fact, uh, even Joseph, though Joseph was not his earthly father, he was not his biological father, uh, they both were descendants from the, uh, the tribe of Judah from the lineage of David. And so that was Jesus, the Messiah, is to be the one who will sit on the throne forever. Uh, and and so he fulfills that, that prophecy. So we're uh, we're picking up here, following these people. What I'm going to do when we come back, I'm going to start naming some of these people that are covered in the opening chapters of of the um, Chronicles, and I'm going to name a few of them. And if you can call in two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five, and you can identify. You don't have to tell every single detail of their life, but if you can identify these different people, then you're going to be put in the drawing for this brand new copy of the New Living Translation Study Bible by Tyndale Publishers. I hope that made that clear to you. Our phone number is 210-340-9585. Don't go away. Listening to the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse with Him. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Everybody sing, grace, grace, God's grace. Wonderful choice, John. Thanks for that good bumper. Back into the program. This is The Bible Live, and we're going to give out some names here. And if you can tell me who these people were, give us a call, 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585, and we'll take down your name and phone number. And then we will have a drawing at the end of our program this evening, another hour from now. 
And someone will win this beautiful copy of a brand new copy of the New Living Translation Bible by Tyndale Publishers. A study Bible with all of the maps and all the commentaries and all. It's just uh, the cross-referencing and everything. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful resource for you. So I uh, hope you'll get on the phone lines tonight, 210-340-9585. Let me put out some names. I, I started to just pick out people who came early, but I'm, I'm going to mix them up. The, all through this period of... Um, all through this period of time, these these centuries that now these all come from the book of Chronicles. Um, they are mentioned by Ezra in the book of the Chronicles, and so you you just tell me who they are. Come and take down the name if you recognize one of these names and can tell me who it is. Take the name down, get your thoughts together, and then give me a call at two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. Now, who can tell me who? can tell me Boaz. Who is Boaz? Can you give me a call and tell me who was Boaz? Who can give me a phone call and tell me who was Tara? T-E-R-A-H. Tara. Who was Tara in the uh, Old Testament and, in the, of course, here in the book of Chronicles as well? We've got Boaz and we've got Tara. Who can tell me, can anyone tell me who was Methuselah? Can you tell me who was Methuselah? So I've got these three. I'll give you one more here real quick. I've got Boaz, I've got Tara, and I've got Methuselah. Maybe you can tell me, let me give you one that maybe is a little bit Harder, just a little bit harder. Not much, not much. But I'm going to uh, ask you if you can tell me who who was Rehoboam. That's an important name, Rehoboam. If you can give me a call, uh, 210-340-9585, give me a call. If you can tell me, identify any of these people, Boaz, Tara. Have your first band, please. <laughs> lines are lighting up. We've got some people recognizing some names from the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, Methuselah oh, and Rehoboam. And is there a, uh, Every time someone gets one of the names, I'm going to give you another name as well. So I'll keep three or four names out before you uh, so for you to identify. Right now, if you can tell me who is Boaz, who is Terah, who is Methuselah, and who is Rehoboam? Now, you want to call quickly as you can, as quickly as you get your idea together, your thoughts, because someone else might pick that same name and can't can't pick the same name, won't be able to give a second chance. So we've got our first caller right now, and John is writing it down, giving me the slip of paper. Uh, slowly, John, slowly. He took his slow pill today. He's just... <laughs> okay, good. Angie is calling in. Angie's on the line with us tonight, and we're going to go first to her. How are you doing, Angie? Good to hear from you. Uh, I'm good. I'm 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 hearing uh, you all on radio. Good. I always, which, which, I always have it on. <laughs> good, Angie. That's a great place to have it. When, who, which name are you going to try to identify for us? 
Oh, what do you mean? Okay, uh, let me. T- here's here's the. We're playing a little game here on the program tonight. Uh-huh. You may. Oh. Uh, yeah, but don't write, don't worry if you don't if you uh, are not quite ready you can call in uh, again. But I'm still gonna have my name on that drawing. Yeah, uh, l- l- here's oh. what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Tell me if you recognize any of these names. Do you recognize the name Boaz? Boaz. 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 Oh yes. Uh huh. Who is Boaz? Yeah. You, who was Boaz? Yeah, I know he's in the Bible. Yeah, he's in the Bible. Do you, re- uh-huh. do you do you remember who he was or what he, a little bit about him or or not? Yeah. Oh, let me see. Oh, you can't remember. Let me let me give you another name. Maybe mm-hmm. you rem- do you know who Methuselah was? Methuselah. I read about it. I know. I bet you have. I bet you've read about uh-huh. it. I, 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 his name, his name means when when he dies, when he dies, Methuselah. When he dies, oh. and, and when he died, was a very special thing happened. Uh-huh. Okay, let me give you another name. Do you know the name? Um, one more here, Tara. Tara is. Yeah. The, He's the father of someone very famous in the Old Testament. Do you remember the name Tara? Oh, mm. Not really. Well, I have to. I can't. They all ring a bell a little bit yes, for you. Uh-huh, yes, I, I, t- I tell you what. Now, I'm going to give out three or four names out in front of uh, all during this hour. And when you recognize someone that you know who it is, Call me back. Uh-huh. Call me back, okay? Oh, okay. okay. Keep, keep, keep that phone number, 210-340-9585, uh-huh. and call me back, and, and you'll get a chance to win this beautiful new Bible, okay? Okay. Good to hear from you, Angie. God bless you tonight. Thanks for calling in. Uh-huh. Thank you. You bet. Let's go to our another line, and let's pick up, I believe, Joe is calling in. Is that right? Did I get the name correctly? Okay. Joe, how are you tonight? I'm a best man. Don't care what the devil say. Because <laughs> if he's talking, if he's talking, we know he's lying. So. That's exactly right. <laughs> I and, I, and I don't listen to him anyway, Joe. I, I'm, <laughs> you're, you're a good man. We, we invite you on the program. Now, you, you heard the names I went through there. Do you recognize any of those? Yes, sir. Which one would you like Boy to? Ass. Who was I, I'll Bo- take the Tell me who Boaz was as best you can. He, he was a man that, that married a uh, Ruth. Whoa, yeah. He got it exactly right. I forgot. I got. I got to get my. I got to give you a little bit of applause here because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it Praise right. Praise the Lord. Praise God be the glory. Amen, Joe. Now tell me a little bit. Let's talk a little bit more about Boaz just for the moment. Uh, he married Ruth. But also he right. he was remember Ruth kinsman redeemer kinsman redeemer exactly right and Ruth was a Moabitess she was not right. a, she was not a Jew by birth she no, she no, converted she Naomi's married Naomi's, Naomi's son the Naomi's son, son. exactly right uh-huh. and then Boaz and they both died 
Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Boaz was in the, he was the great-grandfather, he was in the the ancestor of what great king of Israel? How about King David? You got it exactly right. I, you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to clip you, trip you up a little bit, but you won't trip up. You know this, you know this story well, Joe. Well, listen, I've got your name down here on, on the paper and your phone number. So keep listening. At the end of the program, we're going to have a drawing for this beautiful, brand new King, uh, not King James, New Living Translation Bible, uh, study Bible. And I hope you study can Bible. get a good chance. I wish you great. Uh, success with it if you're the one we pick out of the hat okay well thank you so much you bet joe hang on now we'll we'll have that drawing at the end of the hour thanks for calling okay you bet All right. good to hear from joe tonight that's uh that's wonderful so let's see what we can um let me see i've got to figure out how to hang up there but i think it, uh john will show me how to do that so we've got one winner already one name in the in the hat so, okay, I just waited for uh, Joe to hang up, and, and the light went out. Okay, you can give us a call now. Joe has already gotten uh, Boaz has been got taken. Here are the names that are out there now. If you recognize the name Methuselah, if you recognize the name Tara, and I've already given a hint, Tara is the father of a very important person uh, in the Hebrew Scriptures, particularly in, in, in the Bible in general, Tara. Uh, then I we have another name called Rehoboam. Now so that's a little bit of a different, difficult one, but not too much. Uh, uh, I'll put them together: Jeroboam, Rehoboam. Maybe you'll, maybe that'll help uh, you remember who they are. Um, so uh, we've got Methuselah, we've got Terah, we've got Rehoboam. Now I'm going to give you another name. Let's keep four out there in front of you. Uh, this is going to be the name of Seth. S as in Samuel, E-T-H, Seth. Do you recognize the name Seth? Who was Seth? So now you have Seth, Methuselah, Jude, uh, Rehoboam, and where is it? There it is, Terah. Seth, Methuselah, Terah, and Rehoboam. If you know if you know any of these names, or you can look them up as well. You can look them up in your Bible, uh, and just tell me some. You don't have to know every detail. You know if they had a if they had a mole on their left arm or or you know or some some quirky thing. You don't have to worry about. It. But just generally speaking, who are these are important people because they help us to remember key events and key times in the scriptures. Give me a phone call, 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. Now let me ask you another question. It comes from Psalm 78. Maybe someone can call in with this answer tonight, and you also, your name will be put in the drawing. Who is called the shepherd king of Israel? It's found in Psalm 78. Verse 71, Psalm 78, verse 71, who is known as the shepherd king of Israel? Uh, again, the phone number is 210-340-9585. If you can answer, recognize any of these people, tell me who they are or answer any of these questions. Now, 
the book of First Chronicles opens w- with these uh, with these genealogies, with this reminder for the people of Israel, these people who have returned from exile, seventy years of exile in in uh, uh, Babylon, Babylon, Babylonia, and they in. Ezra here in the book of First Chronicles is reminding them of their heritage, of their history, of their ancestors, so that they can remember the true and living God, the God that called them as a nation. And so uh, that's why we have these chronicles, these uh, genealogies, and they're very helpful because they help you think through the scriptures and also because they let us know that God is interested in individuals, not just big nations and people groups, but some of these people are quite normal, just normal John and Mary citizens of Israel. They were normal people. Now, there's stories about them, of course. But we, what we have to realize is that God cares about individuals, not just big people groups and nations and tribes, but he cares about uh, you and he cares about me and our, where we come from and, and our life experiences. And that's one of the things that the, the genealogies uh, reveal to us, uh, not, not only that God cares about through the centuries and through the gen- generations, but that he's interested in individuals. Well, we've got another caller on the line. I don't see him on there now. Did we? Is it on line one? Okay. Let me see if I can go to line one and pick up with Lee calling in this evening. Hi, Lee. Hey, brother. How you doing? I'm doing really good, and I'm doing really well because you called in. Thanks for good to hear from you. Let's see what, well, let's see what you know, Lee. Who, who do you want to talk about tonight? Rehoboam. Re- oh, good for you. He's a tough one. Uh, let's tell me who Rehoboam was. Well, there was a split in in the kingdom. Yes, uh, he was initially king of the United Monarchy, but uh, there was a rebellion, and he remained uh, only king of Judah. King of what two tribes in the south were called Judah? Oh wow! Don't worry, I, you you got your name in the hat. I just want to make sure. Benjamin, well, I'm sorry, Benjamin, yeah, and yeah, Benjamin, Judah, and Judah, and why were they together? Benjamin and Judah. Wow! How were they related to each other? You got me. I, I'm... They're bro- oh, they're brothers. They're bro- the, exactly right. They're brothers uh, because they're. The the brothers from the same mother, <laughs> put it that way. Uh, Amen. Remember, they were born to Rachel, which which was uh, uh, Jacob's true love. Rachel was his the love of his life in a way, but he got he kind of got deceived and tricked by Laban, and he had to marry Leah first, uh, Rachel's sister, because yeah, the, he was the oldest. She was the older of the two, and so. Uh, but with Rachel, now he had children by both his. Leah and Rachel and their handmaidens uh, by four different women. That's where the 12 tribes of Israel came from. And that's why they didn't get along very well, I think. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I think that tells us why, you know, one 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 husband, one wife for life. That's why that's the pattern in the, the, that God encourages in the scriptures because uh, instability in the, home, in the family is uh, a pretty bad thing. But that's what happened. And then so Ju- uh, Judah and Benjamin were born to Rachel, and so they were very special to Jacob in his eyes. Uh, and, um, and they were two of the tribes. They were, and they were close to, for one another as well. 
Now, let me see if I can. Uh, is something else you can clarify about Rehoboam? Rehoboam was the son of who? Of whom? Oh, golly. You, you can do um, it. You can do it. Don't let me make you nervous. Remember, you've got David, and then you have David's son, and then David's son's oh, uh, son was Rehoboam. David's what? David's son was the father of Rehoboam. Solomon. Solomon. You got it exactly right. Good. Well, I, I think after all, y'all, I'm making you a little bit nervous by asking you these other questions, but it kind of helps our listeners kind of put it in place. But you're right. Rehoboam is the son of uh, Solomon, and he would not lower the taxes the way they asked him to. And so the 10 northern tribes broke away. Do you happen to know, just by coincidence, who was the king of the 10 northern tribes? He was also in the in the Davidic lineage, by the way. But he was Jeroboam. Jeroboam. Exactly. Good for you, Lee. I'm so proud of you. That's really good. You know you're, the, you're learning your Hebrew scriptures well. I, I appreciate that very much. It's important. Why do you think? Just in your own personal opinion, Lee, why do you think the Old Testament is important for us? Uh, now we're we're Gentiles; we're not, you know, Jews. We're 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 believers in Jesus in the new, you know, the New Testament. The Messiah has come. But why? Do, what value does the the Old Testament hold for us as New Testament believers? Give me. Well, how does it help but, you as a believer? Well, you know, Timothy says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and righteousness. So the principles, uh, and plus the prophecies of Christ Mm -hmm. uh, that were fulfilled, uh, the principles are the same. For example, if uh, the New Testament and Jesus spoke against adultery, we we have the example of David. And, and of course, he also broke the commandment, do not murder, when he had Uriah. Right, right. Isn't it sad so, that the, isn't it sad to, David did so many wonderful things, but what he's most remembered for are these two failures? I, I've always felt kind of bad for David in a way that somehow we... we he, now, it, it does say something good for the Hebrew Scriptures that they don't cover up the sins of their heroes and all. And David was a great man, a man after God's own heart. But but I've always thought it kind of sad that he's most remembered for his for his failures. You know, it's kind of sad in a way. But you got it exactly right. You know that we learn from the examples. Uh, there's another passage I can't remember exactly where it is, but it says that these men and women, these story, the Hebrew scriptures. One of the things of value to us, even as New Testament believers, is that. As you say, the principles remain same, the same of trusting and obeying the Lord and, and, and uh, you know, be, experiencing God's blessings uh, as we obey him. And, and then we experience difficulties and trials when in disobedience. And, and those those are important lessons for us, even even now as New Testament believers as well. Uh, we still need those those examples are well, they're just they're priceless, really. And yeah, besides that, look, as you said, the, the, the prophecies of the Messiah, uh, he comes out of all of that, all of those difficulties. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say uh, Psalm 19. Uh, we went to a conference one time, a Navigator conference, and all we did was cover Psalm 19. We learned a song and all. But that is about the impact of the Word of God, and that stretches across eternity. 
And the other thing was, were you talking about that chapter in Hebrews that talked about <clears throat> Hebrews 11? Yes, I think I was. I think that's where it is. I have to. I'd have to. I was thinking of this as I drove into the studio this evening. There, there is a passage that talks about the value of all of these wonderful heroes. Uh, and and I think what I want to correct one thing. You said Psalm 19. You meant Psalm 119. Uh, well, actually, if you look at Psalm 19, uh-huh. uh huh, I will do that. Maybe you. Uh-huh. Uh, but Psalm 119, almost every verse talks about the word in a different synonym. But well, Psalm is, 19, is, yeah, as I remember, I don't know if you can look it up right now. I'm I got, not, it, I'm right, I got it in front of me right now. You're exactly right. Yeah. Okay, thank you, sir. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. You're exactly right. That's interesting. Both Psalm 19 and Psalm 119, both of those psalms are given greatly to, uh, to praising and thanking God for his word. Reverence for the Lord is pure. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. You're you're exactly right. I should give you another, uh, put another name in there for you. <laughs> you corrected the host this evening, Lee. That's great. You can put my wife. Yeah. Um, the other thing. Oh golly. Um, the way that the deal with Rehoboam, uh-huh. as I remember it, was. Um, the the uh, the counselor said, "Well, you go to." Solomon's counselors and and take their advice, but instead he went to the young people uh-huh. to get a counsel, and that's what ruined him because they gave they wanted to to uh, put a, another a, a tighter vice grip on the people. Yeah, it would be like someone coming along and raising our taxes to fifty percent or something like yeah. that. In the old, <laughs> we won't go into today's politics, right? But uh, today's right. exa- yeah. exactly right, though he. The older, wiser counselors told him, you know, you ought to do what they ask you to do. It's time to lower. Because Solomon had raised the taxes drastically in his building programs, and it created a lot of disillusion, a lot of anger and resentment. And if Rehoboam had been willing to do that, he would have kept the kingdoms together. But he was unwilling, and Jeroboam, as you named him, uh, was able to get a foot in power in the northern tribes, and they broke away and uh, it was um, it was a sad thing, and yet, of course, we learned some lessons even from that even from that division and through those times of the kings. It, it's a uh, some wonderful lessons for us of, as God's yeah. people today, a people of faith. We can learn from the Hebrew scriptures uh, for sure. Thank you, Lee. I'm so glad you You're called welcome. in. We'll stay on the uh, stay on the uh, listening here because we uh, have a chance to you have a chance to win this beautiful new. Uh, New Living Translation Study Bible, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you tonight, Lee. Thank you for calling. Uh, you can give us a call as well, 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. Now, we've de- identified Boaz and we've identified Rehoboam. Can anybody tell me who Seth was? S-E-T-H, Seth. Uh, he's very early in the new in the Hebrew scriptures, maybe in Genesis chapter one, even Seth. And also, can you tell us who is Methuselah? Methuselah in the book of Genesis. Who is Manasseh? No, that's not Manasseh. I didn't have him. There's someone else. Terah. 
Who is Tara? Can you tell me who that was? Give me a call, 210-340-9585. Don't go away. We'll be back for our final segment tonight here on The Bible Live. I love the Lord, a song by Whitney Houston. Great, John, a great song. Reminder, hopefully we'll see our, our, this great, great, great sister, this great, uh, incredible vocalist, Whitney Houston. Maybe we'll see her in glory someday as a sister in Christ. Had a lot of problems in life, a lot of difficulties, a lot of trials and tribulations. Uh, and yet, you know, the, in the heart of hearts, uh, each of us responds to God and uh doesn't mean we're perfect. We're forgiven, we're cleansed, and he, he keeps us forever. Maybe we'll see our our uh this great vocalist. Well maybe we'll see uh Whitney someday in glory as a sister in Christ as well. Anyway, we are back. This is the Bible Live, Soapy Dollar here. We've got one more segment here in this evening. We're asking you questions based on the book of Chronicles, which begins with a long list of genealogies and a listing of the, of major characters and people in the history of Israel. And I'm giving you some names here on the airwaves and giving you a chance to call in 210-340-9585. If you can call and tell me uh, something, you don't have to give me a totally uh, perfect in-depth uh, description of these people, but if you can kind of identify who these people are, any of these people that whose names I give you, uh, then give me a quick call. Tell her who it is, and we'll put your name in a drawing for a beautiful brand-new uh, Bible, the New Living Translation, a great uh, modern language scriptures from the uh, Tyndale Publishers with incredible study notes and maps. So you'll really enjoy this resource. It'll enhance your understanding and growth in the scriptures, either yours or maybe someone that you'd want to give it to as a gift as well. It's a beautiful gift, a beautiful uh, uh, prize that we want to give you tonight. Give us a call, 210 210- Three four zero ninety five eighty five. George is on the line right now, but let me give you the names of the people that we have out there for you. Can you tell me who Seth was? S e t h Seth. Can you tell me who Methuselah was? These are people from the Book of Genesis. Can you tell me who Tara was? Tara in the uh, Hebrew Scriptures. Seth Methuselah. Tara, and let me pick one a little further down. Maybe someone can tell me who, can you tell me who Achan was? Achan, A-C-H-A-N. Who was Achan? Uh, Very well known, a very interesting person in the Hebrew Scriptures uh, after the people of Israel had entered into the Promised Land under Joshua's leadership. We have a young man named Achan. Uh, Something very dramatic happened in his life. And I'm going to give you one other name. Let me give you a name of Jonathan. Jonathan, can you tell me who was Jonathan in the Hebrew Scriptures? So if you can give us a call, if you can name, uh, describe any of these people for me, uh, I would love to hear from you and uh, give you a chance to win this great new study Bible. Let's go right now and pick up with George. He is next on uh, in line here to answer a question here on the Bible Live broadcast. How are you doing tonight, George? I'm doing pretty good. 
I'm glad to hear that, George. I really am. I'm I'm doing exceptionally well, to tell you the honest truth. I'm just happy in the Lord, and and you know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little personal. I don't want to make you forget now why you're calling in and who you want to identify. Uh, I, I attended a funeral today of a dear friend who's one uh, a pastor here in San Antonio for many many years. Gerald Ripley went to be the, with the Lord this last week and. Gerald was a great personal friend, uh, pastored a, a, a small little church. It wasn't like a mega church or anything like that. But he was a, such a godly, wonderful, loving pastor. And he was so, it was so interesting to me to observe how great an impact Gerald had on the entire city of San Antonio over the last 30 or 40 years even because of his faithfulness to prayer and his faithfulness to helping to call other pastors to come alongside, to come together, to pray together as pastors, and and uh, and he was he was so fundamental. He wasn't a great. No one probably knows his name that much. Uh, he's not a pastor of the great church, but he was so pivotal in some of the great things that happened uh, here in our city. Uh, the John Guest uh, Evangelistic Crusade, uh, Luis Palau coming to San Antonio in the 90s, John, uh, Billy Graham in the 90s. Uh, just Gerald was so pivotal, and yet he was such an incredible dad and father and husband and uh, and, and a great fisherman, by the way. He and I were fishing buddies. Uh, he loved to fish, he and his kids as well. So I, I, I attended that funeral today, and I'll tell you what, it it was anything but sad. It was so uplifting and encouraging, and you just came out of there praising the Lord and thanking God that he uses normal, just normal folk like you and me, and uh, he he will even use us, even old Soapy Dollar. And uh, Gerald was a great, great reminder of that uh, for me. Anyway, George, yeah, that's kind of the mentality I came in the studio with tonight, just kind of praising the Lord and thanking him as my brother made his home going this last week. And he's now in glory with his Savior. Well, George, what what um, person did you identify from our list this evening? Who did you whose name did you hear that you you recognized? Well, I recognized a few of them. Um, the one I'm most confident about is Methuselah. Oh yeah, good. He's a very interesting person. Uh, do mm-hmm. you do you know what his name means? By the way. No, I don't. His name in in Hebrew means when he dies. Oh. Which which gives a little bit of a hint as to kind of who he was and why he was important uh, for several reasons. Tell tell me what you want to tell us about this man named Methuselah. Well, the the distinction I know about Methuselah is he's the one who is known to have lived the longest of any human. He lived 900 and how many years? 69, 969. Can you imagine somebody living 969 years? I mean, that is, I, yeah. I cannot even imagine that, George. I, I mean, we live now our three score and 10, our 70 or 80 years, or maybe yeah. a few get beyond that, but I can't even imagine. I was talking to a Jewish friend of mine tonight. Do you know... You know, in the, in the early pre-Diluvian, in other words, before the Noah's flood, mm-hmm. uh, there are many people who lived in, you know, 300, 400, 500, 600 years, it's recorded there. And, and Methuselah yeah. lived the longest, 969. Do you uh, know why? Can you explain 
if someone were to ask you, how did that happen? Why, why did people live so long in those days? Do you, have you heard any good answer to that? What I've heard is that before the flood, there, there may have been a, a, like a shroud of moisture covering the earth that, that protected uh, yeah. people from maybe cosmic rays. Or yeah, from uh, uh, ultraviolet rays from the sun and yeah. other, other damaging uh, rays. Also, it was a, it was a cloud covering uh, around the entire earth, uh, n- not just you know around the, the equator and so on, but it covered, the entire earth was surrounded by this cloud cover, it is said, and that protected this from the ultraviolet rays, and also it uh, it released it uh, it created a, a, a high level of oxygen content in the atmosphere. There was a much greater oxygen content, which is said to have been part of the reason too that men and women lived. Now, this this cloud cover was not only protective, but it also created a a a weather. Uh, it was sort of like a greenhouse. For the Earth, uh, a greenhouse effect, and that's why they discovered. It is said that's why they discovered trees and vegetation deep beneath the snow in the Arctic and Antarctic regions of the globe. At one time, there were trees and, and vegetation uh, in the north, in in the uh, the extreme poles, even. In other words, I think we've kind of heard the same explanation. I've heard this. For many years, you know, from ge- geologists and, and uh, geographers that study, you know, the the history of the world and so on, and it was the flood of Noah that broke uh, the the flood of the deep broke, and also the rain, the cloud covering was disintegrated, and it was after Noah then that God announced that he was that man's life would be now. Uh, three score and ten, you know, something like seventy to eighty years, not not hundreds of years, uh, and and that was actually something that God announced to um, to Noah and his descendants after the flood. So it is a very interesting uh, thing. But Methuselah was the last of these men before the flood. Now his his name means when he dies, and so he was actually a signal. To Noah and to the, the people who would believe that he would, that because when when Methuselah died, that's when the flood uh, began. That's when the rains the, began and the and the fountains of the deep were opened and the the Noah the Noah flood took place. You know he, that he built the ark and so on. So Methuselah was the signal when he died. Mm. That was the time of the flood, and he's also. In other words, if you think about it, he he became a a symbol for God's long suffering, for God's patience with humanity. In other words, when he died, the judgment was going to come, and and he he's the oldest man recorded to it. it it's just a signal that God's suffer, God's patience, God's long suffering, is so long that the oldest man who ever lived was a symbol of how patient God is with humanity. So it's it's a beautiful picture we have in this man named Methuselah uh, in the book of Genesis. I really appreciate you calling in and reminding us of him and, and getting us a chance to talk about him. Let me ask you, uh, George, just a quick question. What, what, what kind of value have you gotten over time 
in studying the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures. I mean, we're now followers of Jesus, the Messiah, and, and we're walking the light, uh, uh, the beautiful, pure light of Jesus, the Messiah, the, the finished revelation. The Old Testament just points to Jesus in the future tense, and uh, but now we, we walk in the full-blown light of the Messiah. But what value have you found of the Old Testament Scriptures, even as a believer, a follower uh, of Jesus, the Messiah, now in the New Testament era? What value do you find in the Hebrew Scriptures? Well, that, that God was not taken by surprise. He, he, he knew that man would fall, and he wasn't surprised by it. He already had a plan in place before it happened. And um, just yeah. like it says in uh, early in uh, Genesis, that... Uh, uh, that Jesus would crush the head of the serpent, and the <laughs> serpent would bruise his heel. Yeah, I tell you, that's that first, Genesis three fifteen. That first, the first verbal, uh, oral uh, uh, prediction of this mes- this promised redeemer, this savior, this Messiah, this hero who is going to come and restore uh, uh, restore the kingdom of God. That that. Satan had been a part of bringing about uh, some difficulty through his temptation of Adam and Eve and so on. But the Messiah was going to come and destroy the work of Satan and restore uh, God's plan uh, of calling out of people from the human race for himself. It's a beautiful answer. It really is. And it's all pictured all throughout the Hebrew Scriptures. It's That's uh, some people don't realize that because we think of the New Testament is it's all about Jesus and the new, well the Old Testament was all about the Messiah it was all about Jesus all about this Redeemer oh, yeah. looking forward to this one who would come someday uh, it took you know maybe about fifteen hundred years or more but God patiently brought it about and He brought it. Uh, the Redeemer to the to the world. Thank you, George. That's a good reminder for us. And, uh, and uh, I hope you keep growing in the Word. And I wish you the best with this, with this drawing we're going to have to see if you win this brand-new Bible, okay? Keep listening. Okay, Don't go thanks. away. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. You bet, George. Good to talk with you. You can give us a call as well. Let's see if we can get maybe a couple more listeners to uh, get it, participate in our drawing here. We've now identified Boaz. We've identified um, Rehoboam. We've identified Methuselah. And let's see, uh, was there anyone else? I guess that's the three we have so far. Can you, anyone can tell me who Seth was? Can someone tell me who, you know, here's an interesting one. Maybe someone can tell me who Ishmael was. Ishmael. Ishmael. And I asked you earlier, Achan, A-C-H-A-N. And I asked you earlier, uh, earlier about someone named Jonathan. If you can tell me who any of these people were, give me a quick call, 210-340-9585. Seth, Ishmael, Terah, can you tell me who Terah was in the book of Genesis? Ishmael is also in the book of Genesis. Uh, let's see who, who else. How about Achan? Achan is a book of, uh, I think, in the book of Joshua. And then Jonathan. We read about Jonathan in the time of the kings, in the time of, of the Chronicles as well, opening chapters of the Chronicles. 
so if you can tell us who these people are, give me a quick call. Seth, Tara, Ishmael, Aiken, or Jonathan. You can give us a call. Someone's on the line right now. Let me uh, mention that chapters 1 through uh, one through uh, 5 through 21 of the book of Chronicles have mostly to do with the reign of King David, the second king of Israel. And it tells a lot of the details because, remember, Ezra is reminding the people here who returned from, from, from exile in, in Babylon. He's giving them a reminder, a, kind of a, a select history of now why the Davidic lineage. Remember, in, in Chronicles chapter 17, uh, in Chronicles chapter 17, Ezra tells us about the Davidic, the Davidic covenant. God made a covenant with David that someone from his lineage would be sitting on the throne of Israel forever. And he wasn't just talking about Israel, political Israel. He's talking about the people of God. Uh, and he was talking about the Messiah, Jesus, who is a direct descendant as well of David on both his mother and father's side. So chapter 17, Ezra reviews the Lord's covenant promise to David and in that the Davidic covenant uh, goes all the way through all of his uh, successors, Solomon, Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, Ahaziah, Athaliah, Joash, Amaziah, Uzziah, Jotham, all of these descendants of, in the lineage of David. And, and it wasn't like they were all good and, and great heroes by any means. Some of these were very wicked. Uh, Athaliah was a wicked one, uh, Manasseh, Amon. But some of them were godly, God-fearing, and trusting, heroic oh, even in that. their faith. But um, so there we have that lineage, and God, they were faithful to it, and God did continue that lineage all the way to day, Jesus of Nazareth, and who, who completed and fulfilled that Davidic covenant. Let's go to our phone line and pick up now one more time here. Let's see, maybe we can get a couple of listeners in here before we have to... Uh, we've got about five more minutes. Uh, Federico, Federico is on the phone line with me. Am I saying it correctly, Federico? Yes, sir. Gloria a Dios, bienaventurado. So glad to hear from you, brother. Let's go quickly. Which person did you think you uh, recognized their name and who they are? Ishmael. Ishmael. Was Abraham's Abraham's uh, son by that Egyptian. That was Sarah's maid. Sarah, Sarah's handmaiden. Yes. Um, handmaiden. What, uh, what was her, what was her name? Um, 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 uh, Zipporah. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. No. That was uh, that was uh, no. Moses' um, first wife was Zipporah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I've got. But actually, uh, her. Hannah. What? Hannah. Hannah. No. No. That, Hannah, that's, no, Hannah, Hannah. Is, Hannah is Samuel's mother. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get it in a minute. But anyway, she, this is the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, mine too. I, I hear you. He changed. Her, she changed her name after Sarah died. Abraham actually married his handmaiden. This is at least a, a Jewish uh, tradition, and it has some support in Scripture as well. And remember, um, his sec- Abraham's second wife was named Keturah, and and that was her again. That was, a, but but that was her. Uh, believer name. Her name was changed when she converted to to follow. Uh, she was an Egyptian woman, and uh, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Um, 
Oh, goodness gracious. I'll I'll remember it after the the program. It's in the tip of my tongue, too. Hagar, Hagar, Hagar. Hagar. There you go. We got it. And Seth was the third son of Adam and Eve. Good for you. When when Cain killed Abel... Abel was the of the godly lineage, the human race already beginning to breaking into those who believed in God and trusted God and loved God, and those that didn't. Cain did not, but but and he killed Abel, and so God gave Seth, and Seth became the progenitor of the the godly God fearing lineage that led led all the way ultimately to Noah, and, and Noah Noah was he and his family were the last ones to to be following God in the, the early era. And then the judgment of the flood came upon them. But Seth, you're right, is is a symbol of that godly lineage. Uh, the, and he is the third son there. And when Cain killed Abel, then God gave Seth to Adam and Eve. A great, I'm so glad you, let me try to get one more person in here if I can before the time is up. And we'll have our drawing, brother. Thanks for calling in. Okay. We got your name in the hat. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Do we have another one? Joe. Who are, Joe. Okay, Joe. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I was trying to tell you guys. Hi, Joe. I was telling you guys it was, hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your help. <laughs> You're getting us out of a mind there. We could not come up with that name. But it said that Hagar, uh, it is said that after uh, uh, Sarah passing, uh, it is said Abraham remarried, but he married uh, Keturah was the name, another name for Hagar. And but she that was her converted name. Many people in the Old Testament, of course, right. when they converted, their name was changed, and she became Keturah. That's that's the that's the story, at least the tradition of the Hebrew uh, scriptures in it. And there's some there's some support for it. It really is. Hang on, Joe. Uh, I'm going to let you go now. And let me have our our drawing, and we'll tell out find out who the winner of our, our Bible is tonight. All right. Best to you. Best to you in the drawing. Okay. Here we go. We are. We have the names in the hat. There's five of them. Let me see who is going to win this new copy of the New Living Translation Bible. Tonight's winner is going to be... It is Joe, in fact. How about that? Who uh, and He identified Boaz for us, the husband of Ruth, and then he called in again to help us. Uh, remember Hagar. Joe is our winner tonight on the... Um, Bible Live broadcast of this brand new copy of the scriptures. Joe, are you still on the line? Yes, sir. Well, how about you? <laughs> uh, it was a it was a fair drawing. All the names were there. We pulled out your number. I'm going to give you a phone call, Joe, later, probably uh, Monday or Tuesday here, and um, okay. pr- probably be Tuesday, or maybe even Wednesday. I'll give you a call. My family's in the process of moving, and so uh-huh. we we. Over the uh, Memorial Day weekend, by the way, and so we're kind of busy. But I'm going to give you a call, and I'll get, I'll find a phone number, or we'll figure out a way how I'm going to get this brand new Bible in your hands. Okay. All right. Thank you and so I, much. I can about, about poor Aiken too. All he right. Causing his whole family. All right. Yes, indeedy. Hey, listen, I, I, I got to go, but I'll give you a call okay. later this week, right. Joe. Congratulations. Thank you, folks, for joining us. The Bible Live will be back on the air next Sunday evening. I hope you'll join us as we continue through the books of First and Second Chronicles. God bless. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. 
That's Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz Show. Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. 